0: Hello and welcome to BlockBytes Daily. It's me, Corval. Today we're going to be talking about Taylor Swift and Pepe 2.0. Just kidding. That's not all. We're going to be talking about, what is this guy, Larry Fink? If you've heard of him. Uh, I guess he's pivoting to Bitcoin. We're going to be covering a lot of news stories. We're going east to west. And we're also going to be talking about centralized exchanges suffering. They're kind of in a bad place. But let's get into it with justin Beebus and we got mikey today it's gonna be awesome guys so please uh start the show let's go man Onboard here pay gas bridge there pay gas deposit harvest withdrawal pay gas and god forbid you haven't verified every contract along the way DeFi can be a real hassle sometimes but with rainmaker it doesn't have to be Rainmaker's new wallet makes it simple by extracting away all the worst parts. No more bad transactions. No more gas fees. NPC technology makes private key management as simple as classic password recovery while maintaining self-custody. Pick your strategies and invest with one click. Deposit funds directly from your bank account. To access the Rainmaker app, click the link in our description. Put in the code BlockBytes. Oh hey, what's going on, guys? Bebis, Mikey, how y'all doing today? Howdy. Mikey is literally wearing rose-colored
1: glasses right now.
0: Yeah, so hopefully he's really positive today. Yeah, you better, you
1: better deliver the positivity, bro.
0: Hopefully, hopefully he's gonna make us feel better. I mean, it's actually a pretty good day for crypto, isn't it? I mean, like Bitcoin is like doing okay. Oh, I could do my favorite website. That'll give us an idea of how crypto's doing, right? um crypto bubbles we're not we're doing pretty good right
1: is crypto bubbling right now
0: wow mob is <laughs> i mean mob is i don't know what that is waves you got mob you got
1: waves an actual scam you know you got you No, know...
0: <laughs> <laughs> elaborate on that dude you can't just drop a truth bomb like that well, well they they
1: had a stablecoin platform and then they just uh Basically, exited like the whole team exited and the foundation exited, uh, and then deep pegged the stable and said, Oh, sorry,
0: <laughs> what the hell?
1: <laughs> you how is it? Not, how could it be like it was like, it was like know, a manufactured Luna, except, uh, the foundation made sure to, to keep all the, the gibs. It's like a Serbian like crime sort of thing, <laughs> allegedly, uh, all alleged. Uh,
0: Interesting,
1: um, but yeah, Interesting. very strange.
0: That is quite wild, dude. I'm surprised that they're up so much or were on the daily. I you know our are.
1: classic saying: scams pump the hardest. Um, Speaking, of, I don't even want to know what XVG is.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of scams pumping the hardest, Pepe 2.0 is up a thousand percent a week.
1: You missed the first one. Here it is. Oh finally. yeah. Bitcoin 2 did not – I don't think Bitcoin 2 even did that well.
0: (laughs) Bitcoin 2. Is that real?
1: Yeah, you got – there's Bitcoin like up to like 100 by now. Let's see. (laughs) Bitcoin 2. So BTC 2, it's number 901 on the rankings right now.
0: That's fucking crazy. (laughs) I mean Bitcoin cash is up more.
1: It went from $0.15 to $5 in uh, 2019. So I guess Bitcoin 2 did do pretty good. Uh, <laughs> good job to the Bitcoin 2 gang. Still hanging in there uh, with $11 million market cap. You know what it is. Oh, Really yeah. amazing.
0: <laughs> I'm I'm so proud of our industry. I'm so proud of all these teams innovating so hard. Uh, yeah. <laughs> personally, when I see Pepe 2.0, my first initial gut reaction is like, they're doing it again. Like the same group was like, all right, we got all the juice. We got a Pepe one. Let's do it again. <laughs> yeah.
1: B- BTC3 is actually an ERC20 token. Funny enough. Interesting. Bitcoin two, I feel like at least tried to push the innovation to the limit, you know, but BTC3 was just like F it. We're not a, a token. <laughs> that's so
0: <laughs> weird, man. Speaking of fake tokens, uh, I've, this someone on Twitter said pointed this out that on Tron, you know, you got wrapped Bitcoin, but then you also just have Bitcoin. But Bitcoin doesn't exist on Tron, you know, it's gotta be wrapped. So like, <laughs> like what is this?
1: Maybe I- they're counting the Bitcoin that uh is is underlying the wrapped btc mm,
0: they're counting Justin Sun's personal bitcoin holdings potentially as part of, <laughs> as, there's as also part of bitcoin each.
1: bitcoin diamond is one of my favorites oh bitcoin diamond is a is a, a classic a true classic from 2018 a diamond in the rough if you will
0: bitcoin diamond what's their <laughs> logo look like oh yeah that's boss as hell <laughs> let's see it Mikey, you're so quiet, man. What is going on? Why am I so quiet? Oh, yeah. Mikey, here increase your volume right now. Mikey. Yeah, Mikey. <laughs> I'm about to get very upset. All right. uh, Here we go. It was hard to get just the picture of it, but look at that, dude. Isn't that nice?
1: <laughs> Big props to the Bitcoin Diamond team. They really pulled it out. It's amazing.
0: <laughs> Mikey sounds like a mouse in a cage. <laughs> Yeah, you kinda do, Mikey. You gotta get that mic on, dude. Um but yeah, so you know, in this current market, we're seeing scams still doing pretty good. Um, which I guess some people say is bullish.
1: <laughs> I mean, I think like the the um scammers are the ones who like are are still rotating, uh, because mm-hmm. everybody else is poor. <laughs> uh, you know, so you need to kind of make products that uh suit their needs.
0: That's true. I could also see it that like uh you know actually like making something that's uh useful or worth anything uh takes like actual time whereas a scam just takes like
1: yeah
0: one marketer guy that's pretty good <laughs> and
1: uh yeah.
0: that's Classic. it. <laughs> like them buddy? Benotti, yeah. yeah. Mikey, I mean, Mikey
1: increased his volume and then his video decreased. He has like 100 <laughs> allocation points that he can <laughs> he can allocate to either video or audio.
0: Yeah, this is That's brutal, awesome. Mikey. You were so loud in the team meeting.
2: <laughs> <laughs> it's it's got to be Streamyard, man. It's it's uh, it's, 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 a crazy, it's a crazy thing, man.
0: You know what I think it is. I think it's the World Economic Forum. And I think they're trying to silence you, dude. They know you're too. Wow. You got the truth, man. Yeah, that's crazy. <laughs> um, so they're... we're going to change track a little bit. I have another quick news story. I know Mikey's got an opinion on this one. Taylor Swift Chan. Uh, it turns out she wasn't uh, as smart as we all thought uh, when it comes to money. Everyone was praising her for being a genius, for not working with uh, FTX, her business acumen. But it turns out uh, she did accept to work with him after six months of diligence, and SBF is the one that pulled out. Damn! Which I would never pull out with Taylor Swift, I'll be honest. Dude,
1: dude. Wow, that's
0: not right. (laughs) But SBF. That's
1: not right. (laughs) (laughs) Although she would probably provide very well for your children. That's
0: what I'm saying, dude. She's a superstar. Yeah. I remember a while ago, there was a news story of a guy that was so in love with Taylor Swift he robbed a bank and then threw the duffel bag of money over her security gate, and um, I just think that's so strange. Like she, that's probably the one way to not impress her. I mean, she's already got enough money. Yeah, <laughs> like
2: that's pretty cool. Well, man. I mean,
1: I feel like I feel like the the business six months of due diligence. Like you know, I'm I'm sure Sequoia and all them did that too, and and it came back clean. The thing is, like you can't you can't look at a company's books uh, very easily. You can't look at really anything they do. Like you can visit and Mm -hmm. then they'll be like, Hey, everybody, someone's visiting today. Act right. That's what they did at WeWork. And that's how they got the billions of dollars of of valuation. I think, you know, really like nobody knows what's going on in these companies. And it's hard to like, you know, a company like ours, we're like, okay, we're going to have really strict accounting and compliance processes, you know, you go, you go somewhere where that matters, and it's like, oh, bullish. But the average person, even the average person like Taylor Swift, uh, mm-hmm. you know, the average outsider has no idea um, what you're up to.
0: Calling Taylor um, average—that's That's kind of risky. Idea.
1: Well, Taylor is not an average outsider, but she is, uh, you know, as far as information yeah. goes, I would say she's she's mm. uh, in the. Middle I mean, of the from what
0: you're saying too, it also sounds like you could have really good accounts. You can have really good auditors that you hire to help you, like check the legitimacy of a business, but like you're saying, you know, they only have to open up so much, right? They don't have to, yeah. and they can also, I believe one of the things SPF did was kind of just delay. You'd be like, we don't really have the infrastructure to like provide the data. <laughs> so yeah. you're going to have to wait like two, three, four, 20 years <laughs> for us to get to it. But you know, it is interesting. Uh, kind of fun, but let's get into the serious news now. And everyone's heard about this uh i'm eager to hear your opinion although we talk about him a lot so this larry fink character uh what a guy one of our bald heroes one of the most powerful men in the world uh i looked up you know his last name because i knew it was a word but i wasn't sure what it meant oh bebus is gone (laughs) (laughs) uh But if you didn't know, a fink is an unpleasant or contemptible person. So I kind of – this is gone again.
2: He's giving me shit about my yeah.
0: – I feel like you took him out because you were mad.
2: <laughs> was, I was like, get out of here, dude. You can't make fun of me with my rose-colored glasses on. Come on. Yeah. Dude.
0: Yeah, you DDoSed him to teach him a lesson. What what does Fink mean? Oh, yeah. So Fink means an unpleasant or contemptible person. And it had me really thinking, like, uh, what did his ancestors do to get that name? (laughs) Kind of a a weird thing. But he's on our side now. If you remember, uh, like this tweet is saying, in 2017, he said Bitcoin is an index of money laundering. Now, obviously, they've launched the ETF now so obviously their their opinion is softened but now he seems he's going not just softening he's going kind of hard he said bitcoin is digitizing gold uh big, big yeah digital gold it's gonna he wants to democratize bitcoin uh he's he went off man so how does this make you feel mikey like do you think he's just like a fair weather fan like he just sees an opportunity and he's just seizing on or do you think he actually kind of believes this stuff? Like he actually got convinced.
2: I think he uh, is convinced. I, I think he's always been convinced. I think it was always just about posturing even mm. maybe, you know, Um, I, I like what some people are saying, you know, like on, on, on Twitter, or maybe you're on threads now, who knows, mm-hmm. who knows where everybody's going. <laughs> but, uh,
0: Wherever you're but getting your news.
2: So, so, some people are saying like, you know, they're poking fun at all of the Bitcoin maxis or just uh, crypto Maxis
0: mm-hmm.
2: for championing Larry Fink at this point, right? Because mm-hmm. it's because crypto Bitcoin's supposed to be, you know this like decentralized uh, you know sovereign uh, freedom of uh, wealth. And people are like, oh, great. The number one like backer of wars is coming into it now. <laughs>
0: there he is uh, back. Mm-hmm. so I, but, I get what you're saying but, here
2: but but personally uh yeah i'm excited that the you know well, how much 14 trillion dollars worth of assets eight trillion, whatever it is yeah uh, I'm dude it's, I,
0: it's a ton of money
2: i'm excited well, they're getting into bitcoin
0: yeah i mean you gotta be you gotta be but you know it does make me – uh I don't know. Maybe it's just the new grifter into this space. Maybe he's going to just hollow us out, dude. I think this uh, is always
2: coming, right?
0: you mm-hmm.
2: talk about mass adoption, this always had to happen. It's true. You know, did it not? It was like, inevitable. What, like, we, we were not going to get mass adoption with the largest – how much is it? Was eight 8 trillion? I can't remember what the number is. But like was that just not going to happen, and we were still mm-hmm. going to get mass adoption? International – I'm sorry.
0: You're like, what's the market capitalization of crypto as a whole?
1: No, uh, I think Black he's Black talking Black about how much, how much money BlackRock. Manages. Oh yeah,
0: yeah. They have eight eight point five trillion. Eight, 8 trillion. Uh, 8 trillion. And that's US on market. that's
1: on the books. Uh, mm-hmm. They have agreements, uh, I'm sure, and lots of dark pools involving sovereign wealth funds and, and whatnot. Mm-hmm. So okay. that eight okay. some trillion is or probably like, oh, 11 is twelve trillion.
0: Mr. Gottplany says even Jamie Dimon said all billionaires believe in the technology. They don't believe in the projects run by we mere mortals. Makes sense. I mean, we were just talking about, you know, it's hard to look at uh, an industry where Pepe (laughs) 2.0 comes out. uh, Baby Shiba Inu Elon comes out. Uh, It's, yeah, I mean, it does look kind of unprofessional from the outside. Yeah. Um, How do you feel about that? They're (laughs) just... I
1: think really, like um, to Mr. Got Plenty's point, um, a lot of the projects that exist right now are pretty poorly capitalized, you know, Mm -hmm. Um, and in order to have a great big monolith, um, you know, you need a shit ton of money. I I would say among the closest that we get um, are like your chain links, your consensus, um, you know, similar firms because the rest is kind of in an MVP state still, you know, it's like five years from now, you know, the products that are being built now that are successful will be something that is actually uh, usable. And, Mm -hmm. you know, even in 2021, you know, pulling these giant investment numbers, you look at where a lot of that comes from. It's like, Hey, you're going to raise a hundred million round. And then you're either going to lend that money back to me, that money is going to be tied up in obligations, uh, like li- liquidity provision, etc., mm-hmm. or that money is going to be somehow uh, subsumed by company A, VCB subsidiaries, whatever. Uh, um, I see. So it, it it really is like you you look at the state of development. It's like you know um, you you look at Byte Masons, for example, like. Mm-hmm we're we're a firm that is is on the cutting edge in terms of technological development no other industry would affirm our size be able to do that you know mm-hmm. nowhere else will you not have a huge team of researchers not have a huge team of academics uh, pushing things along and and you know it, it's a little janky you know and, yeah. and it's just because teams need to figure out what they're going to invest in because cash is limited it's like am I going to invest in marketing and am mm-hmm. I going to invest in the, the short term am I going to invest in engineers am I going to invest in the long term yeah. um, whereas a company like BlackRock they fund a company and it's like you're going to invest in everything mm-hmm. uh, forever and you're just going to, to take over the market and BlackRock isn't really that type of firm yeah um, but uh, when they when they invest in an industry, um, they don't just let boards do what they want. You know, it's like, we're yeah. going to install someone on your board. They're going to tell you exactly how we operate and mm-hmm. you're going to do your best to, to mirror that. Yeah, I, is- I, wanted,
0: oh. I, I was thinking about that. Uh, that makes a lot of sense because part of it, I want to tie it. I mean, we talk about regulation a lot. That's a big part of it. But th- those experienced companies are pretty important to startups, like experienced investors, because they do provide that kind of guidance. Like you know, we're gonna put up someone on your board, and they're gonna have a lot of say because we own a big share of your company. But they also want you to succeed because we have a big share of your company. A lot of the investment you could say in crypto seems to be a little bit more predatory, right? So yeah, um, it's uh, it's interesting. It's very it's interesting. Like
1: they're not they're not here to get rich quick. They're not doing like a safe or a saft you know, issuing token warrants mm-hmm. and trying to exit an investment in a year. You know, they're yeah. trying to create the next Fidelity. You know, they're trying to create the next JP Morgan. They're trying to create the next trillion dollar powerhouse. Mm-hmm. Um, and and honestly, like I invite really professional, like long view firms like that mm-hmm. into the space. And, you know, you're not going to escape BlackRock. You're not going to escape whoever. And mm-hmm. and really all we can do is is try to, take this product and this ethos that we've built mm-hmm. and use them as a vehicle and take their experience and maybe modify it a bit um, to, to actually achieve mass adoption like mikey is saying it's like mm-hmm. you know the firm there's always going to be a gatekeeper between a, a new piece of technology and the masses and that gatekeeper is generally the guy writing hundred million dollar checks billion dollar <laughs> checks yeah um because that's like how else do you do you touch you know the populace. Like, look at the marketing budget of your average mass market uh, theme. Like, you know, the average mobile game spends what nine figures on marketing, yeah. and and the marketing budget of the average crypto companies, like you know, ten thousand bucks <laughs> <laughs> like yeah, yeah. a year or whatever. It's like, a free and, like <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's like, oh, we'll suggest Justin Bebis on another podcast, maybe yeah. do something, like that. <laughs> but, Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's, it's,
0: It is yeah. wild. You know, the average movie budget now, like it's like half a billion dollars. It's kind of insane, yeah. right? Like it, the capitalization outside the industry, while it seems insane inside, is uh way more wild outside. The mm-hmm. It is kind of an interesting clash, though. I always bring this up. It's an interesting clash between a lot of the original principles of cryptocurrency, right? Because it's now like, you know, we wanted to build our own separate system outside. It's going to be decentralized. It's going to be kind of like, Right. Like you're saying, the new fidelity, but it's going to be independent from these big interests. But kind of, it seems like what we're finding is uh, those entrenched interests are are not just there for no reason. Like they weren't just like knighted, yeah. essentially. Like they're there for you know, Blackrock grew very quickly, but it was a, it was like a just a smaller fund, like in yeah. the 80s, right? Like it, it they had to have good management, they had to have strong business practices, they had to know how to make it work. But, well,
1: and, you know, and we, the thing
2: oh go ahead mikey i'll just i'll say something real quick uh just on that point corval like how how real is black is, is their thing being right now in black rock like are mm-hmm. they like does he really believe like i think you asked this question right away in the beginning corval is like does he really mm-hmm. believe in it or is he just like or is he like yeah this is gonna make money blackrock needs to get in on this is it just a uh is BlackRock? what's the difference accepting, is blackrock yeah. accepting bitcoin just a good step in the right direction like does it legitimize bitcoin mm-hmm. like so maybe maybe bitcoin is still exactly what bitcoin started out as but now blackrock is legitimizing it to uh, to to the normies to the to the average mm-hmm. uh, to, to the retail
0: yeah that makes sense i think uh you know Beavis, was I think he said like what does it matter? Like if he actually believes it or not. The public facing thing is the most important. And I think the reaction is important. So I would say I I guess it is it seems it seems important to kind of divorce, you know, the like the baggage, I guess, that comes with it. I, right? I think
1: I would argue that there are two sides to cryptocurrency. There is mm. cryptocurrency, the technology, which can act as A monetary system it can act as a financial instrument it can act as you know a programming environment a data availability uh, environment and then there is the social side Mm. and the social side right now is very niche Mm -hmm. and the social side is used as a marketing tool Mm -hmm. by people who want you to buy their bags and it has been infinitely and the thing is like the social side is, is a, a transmutation of, of the actual financial side. And right now, what Larry Fink is saying, he's saying, I recognize the financial element of, of Bitcoin. I recognize that it's a good hedge against inflation. It's a good hedge against uh, you know, international politics. It has a lot of uses, you know, thanks to this social growth that's happened thus far. And I, I guess really like now, you're talking about pattern creation, um, mm-hmm. you know. Bitcoin has a history of patterns. You I, I know, you, you look at. Oh, go ahead. Sorry. No,
0: no, I, I didn't mean for oh. it to play. I just oh. he said he, he said it's a, a a hedge against devaluation. This was just the source. By
1: Larry Fink saying that, he's mm-hmm. he's essentially cementing that as the use case. And Bitcoin could have socially been anything. The mm-hmm. marketing narrative for Bitcoin could have been like, hey, wow. this this will help you play Fortnite 10 times better. Mm-hmm. You know, um, but instead it was like, hey, this is a new monetary system. This mm-hmm. is a new way Digital of transferring Bitcoin. value. Mm-hmm. And and Larry think is like, we're going to take that because we need this because gold sucks. Logistics <laughs> and gold absolutely suck. Mm-hmm. We need something like this in in the economy mm-hmm. is what I imagine he's thinking. I'm sure it's a lot more nuanced than that. Mm-hmm. Um but by him saying that and him buying into that sort of marketing narrative, that's what Bitcoin is going to be forever because that's how people are going to view it. And yeah. Bitcoin could be anything. It's just, he's, he's setting in stone. This is what Bitcoin is going to be now. Mm-hmm. And it takes someone as big as a Larry Think, It takes someone as big as, you know, a JP Morgan, Jamie diamond, whatever mm-hmm. to say something like that and, and be able to, impress that on finance managers, because you know what, now that he said that, and and the thing that's silly about accounting, investment management, portfolio management for companies, for financial institutions, whatever, there are things you can do that will lose you your job. And there are Mm -hmm. things that you can do that won't lose you your job. And if you fail at either one of them, they could be they could have the exact same risk profile. If you fail at this one socially unacceptable thing, like, you know, I'm going to put money into this experimental ETF or whatever that the board isn't bought in on, that isn't isn't popular. If that fails, you lose your job. Mm -hmm. If you're like, okay, I'm going to invest in this BlackRock ETF because it's BlackRock. We know it's relatively safe and we know they're offering something that will probably be free of manipulation and too much craziness. You won't lose your job even if it fails, and yeah, that's like that's the difference between adoption and not.
0: That's interesting Ooh. because that one, it's a perfect segue. Two, um, that's a fantastic, like a good example of this would be like Enron, right? Like if you or 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 Madoff, like if you were a person that invested in that, no one, your board, or your company, they're not really super mad at you even Even though you probably could have done better diligence right it's like
1: oh everybody it happened to everybody it's socially acceptable to get fucked in the ass yeah Uh, yeah. but you can't be experimental
2: it is socially Mm -hmm.
1: acceptable. i mean it it, yeah i mean uh figuratively not not uh literally literally. um but i just want to like that that was that was incredibly that
2: that really uh that made me think that that was a really good point that you just made
1: Regarding that. Yeah. I mean, people like how how these firms operate, like it, yeah. it's it's by social consensus and, mm-hmm. you know, um, everything like every money manager is going to do the popular thing. Because if you're if you're with the pack of zebras and you get shot out or mm-hmm. everybody gets mowed down, then it's like, oh, you know, we're not a step behind because everybody got mowed down. Yeah. Um, but if you're like the one guy that gets hit, you're like, dude, you're, you're a fucking idiot. Get out the risk
0: of here. A risk taker risk, right? Like it <laughs> yeah. like if you take a risk, you're a, and you, you're profit, you're a genius. If you take a risk and you fail, you're the dumbest guy in the world. Um so I think yeah. I think that's uh yeah. So he's right. kind of making it seem de-risked. And yep. and that's the appearance is maybe even more important than the reality. Yeah. Very interesting stuff, guys. We could go forever about about that. But right. I want to point out there's the haters are still out there and I feel like this cope is kind of wild. I mean, it could be true, but the chances seem extremely low. Uh, Bitcoin critics down so bad. They're calling the world's last largest asset manager, a Ponzi. Uh, so the tweet he's quoting is saying, Larry Fink is telling people to invest in a Ponzi makes one wonder. How do we know that BlackRock itself is not a Ponzi? Who are their aud- auditors? Uh, which i want to point out some scale here we've said it before 8.5 trillion is not an insignificant amount of money that's like about one percent or so of all the money in the world all of the money in the world and to put it even more perspective the crash of enron was uh eight sixty-three billion. that's blackrock is a hundred times that size if blackrock is a ponzi and collapses that's gonna devastate multiple industries maybe all the industries Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm.
2: by
1: the dip that's all i gotta say (coughs) just kidding (laughs) global economic collapse you can catch me on robin Um, yeah i mean the thing is like finance nowadays the way fundraising works the way growth works everything is in i mean it's kind of like um I mean, I guess it's kind of like a pyramid structure. It's like, you know, mm-hmm. um, you are growing so that you can achieve the markers necessary for the next stage of growth. Mm-hmm. So you can achieve the markers for the next stage of growth. So you can achieve the markers for the next stage of growth. Um, and yeah, I mean, it, it's like, yeah, everything is a Ponzi. Good. Yeah,
0: I mean, that, that is a good point. That's something that a lot of critics have said about, you know, modern economies. I mean, or just capitalism in general, that it demands continued growth, like perpetual growth. The only way to really grow is you do have to take on debt, right? For the most part. yeah. There's very few stories where you had a lemonade stand and you made so much money selling lemonade, you were able to open up a real shop. It's more like I pro- proved I could sell lemonade. Now I need to borrow money so that I can <laughs> buy a shop. Yeah. Um, so and it works.
1: Yeah. It, it is... Even with how stupid VC is at, at the seed, pre-seed level, because all the VC that we see is like garbage because it's like annoying, weird scams. Um, mm-hmm. And of course there's legitimate players, but like there's a lot of VC, there's a lot of fundraising, there's a lot of like, you know, small business loan type stuff that is super duper sensible. And that's a majority. Like the dudes like at Sutter Hill writing $100 million checks, it's like, hey, I'm a successful, you know, large-scale distributor of, you know, uh, feminine hygiene products, and I see this market over here that Mm -hmm. is way underserved. I need to build, you know, a $10 million warehouse and a $20 million, you know, distribution facility within that warehouse. Mm -hmm. Uh, Can you please uh, fund me the money? And, It makes sense because it's like, oh, you know, they've they've got uh, like very clear revenue models. They've scaled Mm -hmm. enough that they have the economies of scale. Uh, They have the marketing avenues. And when you have that much money, it's literally like a a money in money out sort of thing. Because, Mm -hmm. you know, with, with social networks, whatever, it's like, oh, hey, here's a new direct to consumer product being shown to me on Instagram every five seconds and they can do that for a month straight. And now everybody knows what it is. Mm-hmm. And either the product is successful or it's not, you know, either it's like, Oh, people like it and they're going to start telling their friends about it or they hate it. And it's back to the drawing board. And you can like push through like with money. It's like, you're not wasting time. It's like, okay, try. Okay. If you fail, sorry, you know, we're going to invest in the next thing. Um, mm. And it just works. And and the winners will pay for the losers. Yeah. And it, you know it, it is precarious a little bit um, but at the end of the day it's like hey we're going to fold this company we're going to use debt to fund this next company it, it wins or it doesn't and either way we've structured our portfolio such that it doesn't really matter that much
0: yeah um,
1: and that's capitalism and it, it kind of works it's stupid and it's crazy and you know a lot of the people who aren't directly involved get left behind but mm-hmm. you know i i think not many of us want to live like a billionaire, you know. Uh, They'll probably yeah. suck.
0: The stress, unless you inherited it, has got to be insane.
1: Dude, yeah. Elon Musk is dealing with problems I can't like.
0: Yeah. Like, I mean, why have nine baby helpful. mamas? You know. <laughs> well, I mean, a lot of it's a self-inflicted wound. Yeah. So I, 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 stopped it. I,
2: stopped, I stopped listening after Bieber said, uh, "VCs we see."
0: Yeah. Oh, <laughs> very nice, very smooth. I, I, I'm um, I couldn't, sorry.
2: No, I'm just kidding. I heard it all. I believe
0: it all because I believe what's what. So I what this has we got a little. <laughs> out of track. I want to bring it down to a more human level for for our next segment here. We've got we're gonna do the chat of the day. We got to get a uh what do you call it a a graphic for this. You're gonna love this, dude. You're gonna love this, Beavis, because you got you got a big heart, man. Mikey loves it because we all we all love so much. Chat One of the day.
2: Director,
0: Who is the <laughs> yeah the chat of the day it's Connor grogan, a coinbase director who finds lost crypto worth three hundred and twenty thousand for a stranger and he does this pretty consistently um what he does is he finds wallets with a lot of money that haven't been touched for a while specifically he found from the eth e t c fork he found uh this three hundred thousand dollars he did a, a lot of like investigation like Looking at their transactions, trying to find anything to connect it to a modern ETH address. Um, he luckily found it through a airdrop where you had to put in your Ethereum address. And the guy did it. And now he contacted him, got him back his money. Pretty nice, right? Pretty sweet.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Was this guy like, you know, hurting for cash or was it like? They don't oh, say he
0: probably was fucking rich. <laughs> like, <laughs> oh, like if you have
1: that much ETC, you probably have a lot of ETH and you're probably really loaded. So it's like, yeah. Like, I found this guy with $400 million, an extra 300 grand. And you know what? He's probably going to use it for something good. He's probably going to not like, cocaine. He, he
0: had to it. have given him a bounty for it, right? He had to give him a, t- a tip, right? At you least.
1: He
2: probably
0: got the whole thing. What would be a rude tip for getting you two hundred fifty thousand dollars back?
1: Ten, a tenner. A tenner. <laughs> <laughs> well,
0: what's, the, what's the highest that would be rude? Would like five G's be like? I mean, come on.
1: No, dude, five G's. That's you know what can you get? You could get you could do a lot with five G's.
0: Yeah, you know? I guess you could. I guess you could, but I would feel like come on, man.
1: Me <laughs> like ten. a paper, a paper twenty dollar bill. I think would be the most offensive for a three. I can 20, lose five G's like that. I've I've white I've white headed. Uh, okay. 15k for. Uh, in fact, I did it on behalf of Blockbytes, and I didn't get even a dime in tip And I was like, Bro, "Whoa, are you kidding me? Bruh.
0: You I didn't know that, dude. I would have yeah. thrown you $500. Dude, oh, I, would have, I
2: would have, I would have mailed you a tenor. Yeah, yeah,
0: it was uh, yeah. one of those packages you got to pay for. And
2: I would have put Jefferson Jackson in the envelope.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Or wait, no, I would for for white hat hacking, which I would say this is in the same vein, generally five to ten percent of, of the value at risk. So, mm-hmm. this being the value at risk of being lost, five to ten percent is uh, it's standard.
0: fair, makes sense. Yeah, oh, that's interesting, it's good to know, Beavis. If I ever decide to become a white hat hacker, yeah, I bought a course once to be a white hat hacker. Um, and <laughs> my do, friend who was in computer science said, Don't take that. <laughs> Don't do that. It's a (laughs) waste. And now, and
1: now you can uh, you can through crypto make uh, more money than anything else. Mm Because white hat hacking, unfortunately, uh, in the traditional world, not only will you get sued. um, Really. So yeah, white hat hackers get sued all the time. They don't get any play. They're not admired. They people get annoyed by them. So your option is either join like a firm that gets paid to, to pen test, or uh, you need to be like a secretive, you know, crazy guy with like a, a sub stack and like a plain text website talking about the zero day you found in Intel architecture, because they don't want to pay attention to you. Uh, you know, you found the, the side channel attack where you can, you know, they're there with their stethoscope in the server room, parsing binary by, by Holy hand, shit. uh, <laughs> Uh, that's that's one of my favorite ones i forget what it's called it's like there's something hard. oh that's
0: um, real i thought you were making that up i don't know what
1: any of that no, that's real sure. yeah side side channel attacks basically it's like using things like sound using things like light like the oh. flicker of light oh. um, like that
0: news story where they can like they can see what's on your smartphone from like three like, like three thousand feet just by judging the light that yeah, right. that, that
1: would be that would be a, a side channel attack. It's basically an indirect uh, exploit using the output like you can look at a heat signature of a computer mm-hmm. to figure out uh, how it's computing something. You can look oh at God. the flash of a light on a motherboard, you can listen to the clicks uh, of, of equipment inside um, and and parse it like all of it's, it's just talking to itself in binary and in bytes and whatnot. And you can mm-hmm. parse that. Uh, if you're good enough um, or if you have the proper tools uh, and steal private keys, uh, steal information. I mean, this is like, you know, crazy. Uh, yeah, now, nowadays in, in the modern digital age, it's like classic espionage tactics didn't go anywhere. It's just now there are tools because information, you know, moves so quickly and at such a huge scale. Interesting. Um, so, you yeah. know
0: you know th- that kind of reminds me that level of like low i don't know i want to say low but like i guess like fundamental exploitation uh reminds me of uh, when i did a little bit of research years ago i think it was like saying like the beginnings of like hacking in general was like pay phones like you could if you were if you if you were a good whistler essentially there was like a tone that the phone would pick up on that supposedly like only operators or whatever could use. And you would whistle the tone and it would give you free collect calls and you could just connect anywhere. <laughs> <Kind of> crazy, <laughs> That's right? really, what? Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Ben, dude, happen. computers are like, they're not at, they're not as crazy as they seem. It's just like a bunch of really simple things, compressed into like a box oh, yeah. that processes information it's i like, mean not... i played
0: minecraft i know all about it oh yeah
1: <laughs> of course of course um,
0: redstone binary yeah
1: you get into you get into cyber security for one day you're like wow i don't like computers anymore
0: <laughs> oh that's right adam Callan. phone freaks that was that's what they called them i thought they called them sliders but that's like a movie about blowing up people's <laughs> heads
1: there's a movie
2: called film booth oh yeah, yeah. That's how <laughs> I I wish
1: I could I could perform cryptanalysis like that. Uh, that would be dope. But the that's like a, future. That has to be your whole
2: You do too many good things already.
1: Man. I can't be on podcasts and be executing side channel attacks outside of AWS server rooms. I'm sorry. Yeah. you gotta I have a personal life. Yeah. What is your personal life, Judas? Do you have one? <laughs> I work, and then in the early evening, I stand up, I do my chores, and then I watch TV, go to bed, and get up to work the next day. Like what you
0: been else. watching lately? Have you what, seen what, the Seal Show? You don't want to know.
1: I'm not. I'm not. I'm not telling <laughs> okay. you. No, okay. don't know, anyway. <laughs> what's your favorite show, real quick? What is it? Uh, I don't know. Uh, what are you, you watching you, right now? What are you watching right now? I'm not telling you what I'm watching right now. It's too uh, polarizing. Um, you gotta mess my favorite. Me my favorite. Oh, you don't want to know either. It's dude, not, got it's not note, exciting dude. at all. It's not exciting at all.
0: Downton Abbey. Uh, <laughs> no,
1: even worse. Even worse. Um, what is my favorite show? I don't know. I just like, oh, probably like Xavier Renegade Angel.
0: Oh, that's yeah, probably,
1: probably my favorite show. I used to hate uh, that
0: show and I started, that, I watched it recently and I was like, this is way funnier than I remember. Is that, yeah, fantasy? either that or
1: like. You know, I just I don't I don't have my brain on when I watch TV. So That's the dumbest point. the dumbest possible thing I think. Oh, I like reality shows. Uh, Adam oh, said. Adam, Adam, Adam said. Oh, I know what
0: it is. It's Adam MILF S- Manor, S- <laughs> dude.
1: <laughs> no, dude. No, dude. someone told me about MILF Manor, dude. I would watch that. That would probably be hilarious. I
0: watched the first episode, just as uncomfortable as I thought it'd be.
1: <laughs> See, what they what they got wrong in MILF Manor, and this is going to be the last. Uh, comment on MILF manor. But I think <laughs> I think did. the sons should have dated the other mothers. Uh, that's what they I do. I think that would have been oh they really do that?
0: Yeah. Well that's what it is. It's like you're you bring your mom, she's trying to date a 19 year old, you're a 19 year old, uh, you're trying okay. to date someone else's mom.
1: For some reason I thought they like they, they shied away from doing the dumbest thing possible. So I'm glad they I'm glad they executed on that. Yeah, I know. What, uh, what are y'all talking about? I thought we were joking at first, but
2: it's
0: no, like that's a real show. No, it's real. It's real, dude. I think it's real. Reality, dude, reality YouTube? shows
1: producers were like, what if we just took really severely clinically mentally ill people <laughs> and put them all in a house and then mm-hmm. just terrorize tape them at all times and let them know the world would be watching and uh <laughs> yes. see what and uh, it's not pretty. I'll tell you that. Mike. It's not for pretty. sure.
0: All I right. Let's pretty. bring it. Let's bring it back into crypto here. because That was good. That was funny though. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to figure out what you watched. I'm going to send you, I'm going to send you <laughs> clips until I get a reaction. <laughs> uh, this Things is, like yes. this is exciting. This is the CBDC news today. Uh, oh, let me start with this one. So the New York fed and various financial firms by financial firms, they mean Wells Fargo and Citibank. Um, Use, we did conduct an experiment that used distributed ledger technology for domestic and international payments, and they liked it. They're using it, they're looking for programmability, privacy, interoperability, availability, and speed. And apparently, it did quite well. So, banks might seem keen on implementing this. Um,
1: what technology did they use again?
0: DLT, distributed ledger technology.
1: Oh, that's just a general term. Um, oh, okay. Did they use like figured. a company, a specific company's uh, tech? or? Oh, they haven't probably, said. They're not probably to say been... that, are they? Probably, probably just like, probably just a private instance of Ethereum or similar. Mm-hmm. Um, that's cool. Uh, I think one thing that I think there's a lot of demand for that hasn't really percolated yet mm-hmm. is um, like creating white label... Uh, blockchain solutions for companies. And in 20, 2017, there were a lot of companies that were created to do this. The unfortunate thing is they all got lost in the sauce and like pumped and dumped and, and now exited the industry. But I think in the next like three, four, five years, there's going to be a really, really, really strong demand for firms like Bite Masons, like MetaCartel, uh, mm-hmm. like all of these uh, development uh, firms to create private label solutions for banks, uh, for investment firms. Because trading tokenized assets, uh, managing tokenized assets, it's more secure, it's mm-hmm. easier. And with all of the tech that's been developed on Ethereum, it's like, hey, let me spin up an L2 with optimism, which takes about two hours. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, let me deploy Gnosis Safe on there, which takes about an hour. Okay. Let me deploy, uh, you know, getting the Gnosis Safe apps to deploy is, is a challenge. Um, you know, getting things like Oracles and whatnot is a challenge. But if, if centralization isn't a problem, then there are challenges that are easy uh, to, to pull off because it's oh. like, oh, you know, um, we can just do this really fast and oh that's gonna be
0: thinking you know uh website development right it used to be something that nerds would do for a hobby and then like big companies had websites uh it was it was less common for a small company to have websites now you see like your local auto shop has a website right because it's become a lot easier to implement and because now it's more worth your money and your time. And there's more people that know how to do it. So we could see a future maybe where people are just like implementing networks, right. For a small business or medium-sized business.
1: Yeah. And I think to, to at the helm's point, um, uh, I mean, I know I've covered this in previous episodes, but things like old receipts, things like paper money, et cetera, that is a distributed ledger. It's a physical distributed hyper secure ledger, um the problem with digital banking now is it's very convenient but it doesn't have the security it doesn't have the uh you know anti-fragility of paper money and paper receipts and things you have that distributed ledger and that's why it underpinned the economy for hundreds of years and now it's like okay what blockchain is it's like the convenience of digital with the guarantees uh of of the paper ledger which is mm-hmm. that's why it's exciting it's like having a third accountant staring over your shoulder making sure everything is good and and in a totally automated fashion
2: and, and anti <clears throat> anti-fragility is such a awesome word that i feel like a lot of people aren't
1: using a lot mm. yeah
0: um in certain circles you're a Taleb fanboy like, use it all the time
1: yeah <laughs> Type guy, you're saying Lindy, you're saying, you know, black swan, uh, yeah. The Lindy black swan was quite anti fragile <laughs> today, wasn't it, my friend?
0: Yeah, they're discussing that over Lebanese coffee or something, <laughs> but. Uh, I think you're kind of right, Mikey, in that the term probably should be used wi- more widely uh, because yeah, we, it's an be using,
2: important using like, like What are the crypto words that everybody's using? Like all the, like, all the normies, right? Like it's uh, immutable. immutable has been yeah. like the big yeah. word, right?
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, really, but, uh, like the, the important thing is the elasticity. You know, if you mm-hmm. bend it, if, if you hit it, if you punch it, uh, it will be able to recover. And that's a lot more important than making something that's indestructible. A fucking rock is indestructible, bro. Like yeah. that's not that cool. Um, yeah. It, it's, sorry to sorry to steal your your point, Mikey. No, I, I was getting oh. excited by it. <laughs> yeah, Mikey's dead. dead. He's dead. He's <laughs> dead.
0: Um, so one last thing I want to point out about this, another point of discussion. This is uh, so. I'm going to get a little, I'm going to extrapolate a little bit. I'm going to do some speculation, a little maybe conspiracy. But if what you see here is they point out that it's a proof of concept for regulated liability networks. So the idea is that this, because the Fed is tied into it, as they develop it, they can more easily regulate it. Now, let's extrapolate from that and say, possibly that's why crypto regulation has been so slow is because, They'd prefer to just launch their own. That's more easily. Like, why regulate all the wild west stuff when you can just purposefully settle it, right? Yeah. Right. Not that crazy, maybe. Um, and I feel like we may have talked about that before. No, but.
2: I don't. I don't think it's crazy at all. And I, I feel like you know, like talking about CBDCs, mm-hmm. it's it's not a uh, it's not a myth anymore, right? It's not a it's not a conspiracy. Mm-hmm, CBDCs yeah. are coming. They're they're mm-hmm. being piloted all over the world right now. Yeah. Right. Now.
1: And yeah, as I, would, do, I would. Go, go ahead. ahead, Mikey. Sorry, you go. Just, I'm so just, sorry.
2: Just, just to finish the point is like as we're seeing with some of these articles that are coming up nowadays, like they are successful in these pilot runs. Yeah, people are using them. People yeah. want to use them. Like like uh, Corval talked to uh, uh, Charles yesterday on the on the, on the show. Canada's population, according to a survey, is like yeah, we'll 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 use the CBDC. Why not?
1: yeah it's, it's, longer,
2: it's no longer it's no longer it's easy it, it's, it's like winter. what if
1: the government was venmo like oh <laughs> <laughs> okay yeah. Very nice. now you're talking wow
0: <laughs> let's get a little uh, bit more conspiratorial with it guys let's get right, a little bit on. more conspiracy this is this is across the pond we're going a little we're heads east all right across the pond across the pond uk
2: world oh sorry i thought you're talking about japan
0: Oh no, that's that's yeah. not across, that's across like two ponds. Right. <laughs> we'll get there, uh, but no, the UK has a new bill that makes it easier for the police to seize your crypto, so they can confiscate your hardware, software, physical items, any other objects. That means you got a little paper with your private key on it. They can take it. Um, kind of messed up, dude. But if you were to be conspiratorially minded like me, you would think about how what did they did the thing with gold, where they seized everyone's gold. Uh, yeah. to force them onto the dollar similar thing maybe they do this to your crypto assets and then they force you onto the rln regulated ledger network right or whatever it was i don't
2: i, don't, I this is the first i'm seeing of this actually when did this article? i i don't know much about this mm-hmm. um, but i will say that i know that elizabeth warren has said that she wants to basically like knock down people's doors to get their <laughs> Private keys.
0: She's gonna send like the freaking crypto Gestapo to everyone's house. Yeah. And, like yeah. that's that's, a, that's a
1: technique called the rubber hose attack. Uh, mm-hmm. It's a it's another side channel attack. Uh, more of a jokey one, but if you can beat the shit out of someone and get their private keys, you don't need to worry about all the binary analysis.
0: Oh yeah, you know we're gonna um... we're gonna head towards mass adoption when cartels are kidnapping people <laughs> for their. For their, yeah. for their crypto. Yeah.
1: They do this every year. They're like, they try to escalate crypto regs every year and uh, they introduce regulation. Mm-hmm. Um, they realize they can't make people comply and they just move on. Uh, mm-hmm. and, and really, I think this is like, all this stuff exists. It, the, the only reason it exists, the only reason these bills, these laws exist are so that they can, with reasonable cause, uh use it to nab someone it's like how they nabbed al capone with the the tax laws or whatever it's like they create these bumpers that that people run into if they're criminals Um, and, and it makes it way easier to get a subpoena it makes it way easier to prosecute and i would say like unless a really really dystopian regime bubbles up to the surface which of course is possible nowadays you know Mm -hmm. um but uh it probably won't be levered against the common man um, yeah is what i would say
0: i I would imagine it'd be difficult to do that in the modern democracies right because of you know they they will just we'll just
1: scream like all of us will collectively scream until they chill out (laughs) and they'll be like oh okay okay." okay yeah we won't we won't you know, GPS tag your babies. Uh, for, uh, <laughs> Microchip you in the
0: eyes. vaccines. <laughs> yeah. Oh, we thought
1: it was a good idea. We thought you'd like it. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Okay. The, the article is
2: very, uh, the, the, the headline is very clickbaity, right? Like, mm-hmm. I, like yeah. I said, this is the person seeing it, so I'd like to read more into it. But um, it, it mm-hmm. seems like, I mean, like everything, everything that you fucking read nowadays is just clickbait, man. Like the headline mm-hmm. says one thing, the article says another thing. So I'd like to see yeah. what this yeah. does, because I thought that UK, I thought the UK was being pretty bullish on crypto. So seeing something like this is like totally like, well, yeah, on the I side feel of the like
0: they're not I mean, they're bullish on crypto and that they're moving very strongly towards, I guess you could say proper quote unquote more. regulation. It's, like, it's it's, like they have that task force.
2: They, 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 no. they, put, they put in hurdles to, mm. uh, to collect people. And I, I want to know more about that on the phone thing. We should do a show about that because that's pretty interesting. <laughs>
1: Yeah, 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 I mean they they captured Al Capone within the tax system. Uh they they sued him for mo- they they got him for money laundering and they got him for life. Um and the thing is like all of these really seasoned criminals like what's the absolute hardest thing to do? The hardest thing is to realize your profits. Yeah, the because money laundering. You need to go through a complex what's system doing? of finance and and the finance guys are generally a lot smarter than uh know the the average criminal the average criminal and Mm -hmm. even if even if it's a really you know nice institution it's like finance because finance is basically pure math you know Mm -hmm. the skill set necessary like you know the average criminal organization might have a couple geniuses but really it's like hey we can just yank infinite people from mit uh into into like you know the the financial system Mm -hmm. it's 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 like, yeah, it's a, a David versus Goliath situation, and I think it's one in our favor. And I, I will say, like, you know, we we have dealt uh, with the uh, you know criminal system for pursuing um, stolen funds, for pursuing money launderers, uh, and it is not fun right now. It really, really fucking sucks. Yeah. Um, It's because nobody knows what to do. Like there's no framework in place to make it easy to catch criminals. There's no no framework in place to make it easy to deliver a subpoena or to force uh, like forcing a company to fork over data of a crypto user is a lot harder than it is for a normal user. And sure, that's good in a lot of ways. But at the end of the day, like how many of you are criminals and how many of you is anybody going to really care about? Like all the people fretting over, "Oh, they have my data." It's like, bro, like you think they care? They don't care you
2: think about they're you. They're looking
1: at you. Like you are you, maybe absolute best. You know, you're getting swept into an aggregate and they're building products for you. But at the end of the day, it's like unless you're committing large-scale crimes, they don't have the time or the energy to worry about you. And yeah. that's and, why and laws like this. Yeah, right. Yeah. That's why you shouldn't
2: pay taxes.
1: Just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. Oops. Well, there, dude, the IRS that. is investing big in in, in oh, making sure over the span
2: over the answers. span of like ten years because people are retiring. That's the, the whole eighty-five million, whatever it is yeah it's just, it's just because people are retiring people are leaving no one wants to join the irs so they're like yeah, to the yeah it's not
1: cool it. it's like the worst it's like the worst federal institution it's like yeah. i'd rather join i'd rather <laughs> hand out parking tickets than join the IRS. <laughs>
0: at least you get to be outside then
1: i used to live in Charleston, south carolina
2: for a long time people love the parking meter people uh, you know that's like they, they insane
0: <laughs>
1: Well,
2: they just awkward. stand behind him. Get his ass now. Get. No, him. They, they weren't like that though. They were cool, man. They were cool down there in Charleston, man. They were like, you know, like, maybe I, they just I, existed
1: I, to curry favor in the in the every man, and, and they would just be like, oh, ticket, oh, well, that's take a, you a good propaganda. <laughs> nah, concern. you're good, you're good. Now look <laughs> like at Los Angeles. A beat
2: cop. And Charleston, was very cool. In Los Angeles, they'll 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 uh, they'll screw you over in Los Angeles.
0: Well, they that government needs all the money they can get. <laughs> so yeah. i want to temper the previous one here and that the bank of england i mean they're moving forward with the cbdc but they are teaming up with some wallet providers called nuggets i've never heard of that to introduce some privacy to your cbdc so no one can just like private like see all the stuff you buy you know all the sketchy stuff you're probably buying with your, crypto, yeah, your cbdc that um so that's at least good but let, let let me let me hurry it along here too because i want to touch on some of this other stuff i want to go across the other pond here across all of uh central europe nice, and so let's go we're gonna go to japan uh circle is considering issuing a stable coin in japan under their new rules which uh i think is kind of tight japan is the third largest economy in uh, the world so pretty bullish, pretty nice um, maybe circle's hedging their bets a little bit here that things in the U S aren't looking too hot. Um, but looks pretty good. <laughs> would you the consider Japan <laughs> for wallet. the crypto industry?
1: Uh, I would not. Absolutely. Sorry. Oh. Fair enough. Wow. Two
2: differing opinions.
0: <laughs>
1: okay. Mm-hmm. No. <laughs> this is-
2: is
0: too hard.
1: Yeah. I, I mean, I think, uh, you know, I've known people that have lived in Japan. You know, it's not—believe it or not—it's not like an anime. Uh, it's <laughs> like normal with, yeah. you know, better public transit, but you know, probably overall worse culture. So they the don't, worst unless things. unless you're like, you know, I guess that's an opinion. But. I
0: mean, it depends on just like any culture depends on where you are in the society. You know, the salary man famously uh, killing themselves because it life sucks. You work too many hours. You don't have a lot of money. Uh, so, and that's when you have a college degree and you have a nice corporate job, you know. So yeah, can't so imagine for, it's much better. For
2: for the dumb people like me that are like listening to this for the for for the first time. Circle Circle considers issuing stablecoin in Japan in the new rules.
0: Mm-hmm. Not
2: a, not a CBDC. Circle is thinking about doing a mm-hmm. what, what's what's so cool yen, yen just a like USDC USD. but yen this yeah. time.
1: Yeah. Okay. Yeah, which I think, you know, powering up the yen, like the yen is kind of an embattled uh, mm-hmm. currency. Um, I think powering it up with that sort of efficiency, that sort of, you know, cross border weight, um, you know, freaking if you can get 10 billion dollars of yen uh, into DeFi protocols or whatever, like that's a significant like improvement mm-hmm. um, to the, to the I, I don't even know. To, if we should call it market penetration, like maybe the global adoption of VN is a mm-hmm. better word for it.
0: Which, like you're saying, uh, I mean, we'd have to look into it more. Uh, the complex economics of Japan, because they have a very weird, you know, economic, like so they've been I mean, in a very weird spot for like 40 years at this point. So, but maybe this could help them alleviate it in some way. Maybe that's how they're looking at it, right? Um,
2: yeah, I, I like but, Circle. I love Circle. I'll never forget well, the first time I do. I, well, Come on, like, who, who doesn't like Circle? What is wrong with Circle? You know, I think they're good. Yeah,
0: they've been pretty solid, right. you know?
2: Right. I'll never forget the first time I was... Uh, I don't really watch uh, TV anymore. I watch streaming services, right? Like, I don't watch cable. Mm-hmm. Uh, but um, I was visiting my parents one time, and they had Fox News on. They love Fox News. Uh, so it was on, like, the Fox channel and all of a sudden this must have been like weeks ago this is like probably like two months ago or something i see a commercial come on and it's like a bunch of like people like in cities walking down like rainy roads and i'm like this what is a commercial <laughs> it was a commercial called circle
1: i saw that <laughs> commercial <laughs> What the hell on are they Fox.
2: Talking, talking, talking about? Talking about like the new form of money.
1: Oh. You, it's the one with the horse galloping. You remember? Corval? Yes. yes. You, you showed it to me, Corval. The when the, the Jared Gray thing started happening, you showed me that commercial with the horse
0: galloping. Yes. And you're like, <laughs> 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 Refresh my memory. Circle commercial. We should show it if it's and short. I, was just
2: like, I was just like, this is dope. Circle is on Fox mm-hmm. in America?
0: Yeah,
2: I love you can just
1: pay for, to do that. Well, you can get Reddit, Reddit paid for
2: a uh, commercial. Nah, on i just kidding. Uh, Super Bowl, like everybody can pay for it, but like
1: we need like, to get Netflix we need Netflix. to get circle advertising on Cartoon Network. We need to start oh, indoctrinating yeah. our oh, children. Oh, there you go. Indoctrinate
0: children. Get them all <laughs> young, you know.
1: Yeah. Get them to eat <laughs> them. That's cool. It's cool that Boomer is literally like just. Dumped their bags on us. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's true
0: secret so. of the economy. Is the baby boomers are going to dump the bag on us.
1: Like raising um, their kids and be like, dude, I need this exit liquidity so bad. <laughs> let me teach you about something called mutual funds, son.
0: <laughs> yeah, man. Um, all right. Let me, we got, we got a couple more things I want to get to. I want to get oh, your opinion we're on. We're
2: about out
0: of time, buddy. Yeah, we're about out of time. Well, real quick, though. All right. I'll skip this one because right. I do want to talk about uh whoa boy! whoa boy uh oh, getting yeah. drained uh, another example of a centralized exchange maybe experiencing some death throes if you look at their total balance of bitcoin let me get this back down from 410,000 to only 26,000 in a year so reserves wow. are drying up over there um and similarly uh cuz that is Justin Sun's exchange uh, I mean, I'm not a big fan of this account, but he does point out that Justin Sun is floating it. So it seems more of like an exchange where you're not really betting on the fundamentals of it. you're betting on uh, whether or not Justin Sun's going <laughs> to support you or not. Any thoughts on this any thoughts on this? any feelings?
2: Uh, no? I, no, I, I, don't I don't know I, I, I literally don't know anybody that uses Tron. If you do, that's awesome. Or Hobie, oh, really? Or Hobie, or Hobie for that instance, yeah. I, mm. I, know, I know that like Hotbit, Hotbits had some shit going on. You know, they they, they closed down in uh, May twenty, sometime in May, May twenty second, I think they closed down, mm-hmm. and now they've had like some like rumors about them rugging, uh, Binance smart chain assets off of their exchange to cover like some sort of debt. Mm-hmm. I know more people that have used Hotbit than I do. Huobi.
0: Yeah. Whatever you pronounce well,
2: it. You know, like, so, uh, you know, Justin Sun's has been Justin Sun, man. Like, I, it, it seems like it's just all his
1: own personal playground. Mm-hmm. I mean, like, I feel like a lot of these exchanges, like, what we forget is that these exchanges are kind of vaporware used to back tokens and right. create exit liquidity for tokens, just as you know, there exist DeFi protocols to serve the same purpose. And in Mm -hmm. 2017, so many exchanges launch and, and you look, you're like, dude, what are all these, you go to CoinGecko, you're like, what the hell are all these exchanges? It's like, nobody uses them. They just, Mm -hmm. and then, and they're like, Oh, they have a token and, Oh, their token has pumped and it's dumped. And, you know, they, they exist as kind of zombies uh, because, you know, they they've already served their purpose of, of, doing a saft doing a safe issuing token warrants providing exit liquidity and now investors don't care they probably don't even use the platform um and justin sun is notorious for doing that so yeah it 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 is like it's it's not that surprising to be Mm -hmm. honest it's just they become defunct um as things often do
0: charles is a tron stand we're we're gonna get him on one of these DeFi Tuesdays so you can explain it to us because he's Dude. dropping some hot knowledge about it in the chat. Charles but, loves Tron, man. Yeah,
1: it's, Charles it's, is a a Tron. He he has the secret Tron knowledge that we, <laughs> we should.
0: Uh, yeah, we gotta mine him eventually for it. Uh, basically, what I got from you, what you were saying though, Beavis, my my is that uh, you're not even safe on a centralized exchange. <laughs> uh, we kind of already knew that with the collapse of FTX. Um, but yeah, okay, so we're going to wrap up the show. We're, we are at the hour mark. So let's let's do a little plugs here. Bebus what's your plug this time? The ERN token, oh, the ethos reserve note, is
1: a stable coin. Let's and go. that's your today Tell oh, your yeah. friends ERN equals stable coin. You guys got to launch in to Japan. <laughs> Dude, we got to launch in Japan. We got to launch in Timbuktu. We got to launch in the Congo. <laughs> okay. can, the Congo, ERN. I love it.
0: That might be a PR nightmare in the Congo, but I'm, look forward, I'm looking forward to it. I think Mike, so it? I like
2: and, and and you know that I'm real because I like ERN, but I don't like Beavis. So, so. <laughs> wow, oh, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Obviously, I was trying to make a, mm-hmm. I was trying to do a thing.
0: No, you can't back out of the joke that fast, dude. <laughs> but I mean, yeah, all right, so Mike. You know, Mikey, what do you what, you got? Anything to plug? You got anything you want to you want to pump up?
2: Uh, tomorrow, uh, tomorrow on Across the Chains, uh, presented by Blockbytes. Mark Jeffrey is going to be talking with oh, maybe yeah. maybe Corval, maybe me. We're going to be doing all. Uh, we're, we're going to be doing a whole
0: stablecoin show. Ooh, all stablecoins, so Algo stables. Right. It's going to be a good one. Bebus has a lot of experience with Algo stables. Well, not really decentralized stables wow. is what mark told me in the chat so
1: <laughs> I, think I, I, I have copious amounts of research under my belt so i think it will be quite interesting quite i uh, can't imagine that. into an hour will be a challenge but
0: uh... <laughs> i'm sure we'll have i'm sure he's got a lot of stuff prepped. mark's a great host so yeah catch us tomorrow yeah. it's going to be great and uh yeah let me give my thanks out thanks bebus for being here as always it's always great to have you mikey that was fun man you we got to get you on more dude um, and again of course thank you to all our viewers thanks for chat chat was great today um, lots it's of learning,
2: Adelhelm, Niche mm-hmm. yeah thank
1: you guys I can't hey. believe Niche oh, watched the show that's awesome yeah the yeah, real, real Niche out there hell yeah I mean Disco Chuck of course Phillip
0: Adelhelm my favorite guy right there Adel- 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 Alpha.
1: Adel- we got oh. we got Mac Hawk. The mm-hmm. Mac always there. Yes, Mac thank you
0: guys and real quick if you're watching this after live hey we love you too you're just as great but Mr. we'd love to see you in chat sometime but you, if you can't make you him, it better anyway that's it for me Mikey you can't shut it off but Emmett can Emmett take me out of here dude Adios, everybody whoa whoa <laughs> we <We're> still watch. <live. laughs>